Yeah, my name is Laird. I'm Rafi. And this is the What We Dig podcast. And we're happy to have our second full podcast start yeah. on uh, this this lovely day. And I want to start out with a pretty, uh, pretty um, we'll call it emotional, but I'd say empathetic topic for me. One that I, I really identify with. Uh, and that's something that I'm referring to as the Goonie movement. So... If you're not familiar with the movie The Goonies... You the Goonies, made this up, by the way. Yes. This is this, completely this, your term. Hey, what, what, take ownership of it. I will. This yeah. is something that I'm coining yeah. as the Goonie movement. Yes, it is It is my term. It's a thing. Okay? It's, okay. It's, it's, well, it's we're trying thing. to start it here. Uh, exactly. What we did. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But The Goonie movement is, uh, if you're not familiar with the, the Goonie movie... It is an 80s classic about a bunch of misfit kids that find a treasure and really a big theme of the movie is that uh, none of them really fit in with any crowd. They're kind of bullied, um, but they're all kind of really smart and magical and, and you know, really overcome a, a very difficult challenge of finding this treasure. Um, so you're really rooting for them. They're kind of underdogs. It's anyway, great film if you haven't seen it. If you have kids, if you don't have kids, it's just if you want to be moved, great Sunday morning movie watch. But the Goonie movements. So the Goonie movement I'm coining as a musical movement that is going on right now. And what I refer to as the Goonie movement refers to the offshoot, or I'll call it offspring, of people that were influenced by Odd Future. So, you know, you know who's an Odd Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tyler, you you got Tyler, the creator, you got Frank Frank Ocean, Ocean, got members of the internet. Pretty much a lot of the good music that we've had over the last three, four years. Exactly, and, and I find like with Tyler, if I'm gonna just do a little bit of a deep dive into Tyler, early Tyler was not really the most accessible type of music. It was, some people liked it, some people didn't. I mean, a lot of uh, uh, what he talked about was was really about a almost a teenage boy's mind and, and what their vision or, or perception of the world is. Uh, but, you know, suffice it to say, the group was a, a bit of a misfit-oriented group. They were all a little bit strange, or all mm-hmm. a little bit off the, the beaten path. They didn't adhere to traditional R&B and hip-hop standards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people gravitated to them is so, that they went, went against it. So what you're saying is you're, you like this movement right now? Or are you, oh, are you for this, this movement? This is a, so the, to go back to the movement yeah. is the movement are people who were influenced by. So what's right. happened is Odd Future kind of came out around almost 10 years ago now. Right. So what's happening is that a lot of the new musicians yeah. and a lot of the up-and-coming musicians yeah. would have had them as part of their influence, yeah. would have listen right. to them as they've grown up yeah. and what's happening I find is this really cool uh, kind of different but melodic and, mm-hmm. and you know a, a little bit less conformist oriented music that's coming out yeah. um, but has a different sensibilities in odd future so yeah. although they're not they're influenced by them they're not directly copying them so you'll right. know that they're influenced by them but it's not like a carbon copy which is great um, see I, I think I think with this movement where you're talking about you're talking about music right? yes I am. and and, and but, but their music uh, their 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 difference this odd music that you're talking about uh, is very rare I think some artists are doing that mm-hmm. for the most part what I think this movement has been a personality change and what I mean by that is, you know, you look at someone like Tyler, the creator, mm-hmm. you know, his, his whole sexuality, his whole persona has come to question. He's, he looks like a boy, mm-hmm. but he makes adult music. Yes. You know, so that's, <laughs> yes. The, I, I, I get that. Yes. But the, on the flip, so, so if that's sort of, okay, so he's making good music and he's sort of an oddball, weird personality. Mm-hmm. The flip side to that is someone like Takashi or Lil Zan. All mm-hmm. these guys were quote unquote rappers now. Yes. And they're 
painting their face, tattooing it up, going on Instagram. That's also part of the Goody movement. Do you like their music as well? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I would call them as much part of the Goody movement. I find that um, that group is more kind of offshoots of like Little Wayne and offshoots of of like kind of that that persona and that look, and it's just almost yeah. taking it to the next level. Right. I would say that the Goody movement to me is more of the art class type guys who are painting and you know creating uh, donut shaped paintings like mm -hmm. the Sims. Like I, I just picture Odd Future mm -hmm. a little bit more artsy of in the traditional sense of artsy okay. um that, that other movement of of you know takashi you know mm -hmm. xxx station that, that whole group i mean that's that's part of another uh, new movement that's coming and and yes it is non-conformist yeah. but uh i find that they're within comparison that group tries to look like each other yeah. whereas the odd future offshoots and all the you know yeah. the, the goonie movement i'm calling yeah. they don't try to look like really anybody yeah. they just kind of be themselves yeah. make great music and uh but are at the same Time yeah, aren't, aren't I, think, I, think, I think those artists like X Station yeah. will disagree. I think they, they're they're trying to be themselves, but I I, I agree with you. Yes, yeah, yeah. But you know, art is a little bit of taking from one, getting inspiration from, from one area one, and then putting your own things into it. I, I think you're right. Actually, maybe I didn't really word that yeah. properly. I'd say yes that you know that little Zane. Oh, sorry, the little Zane. Well, not little Zane, but you know <laughs> that, that that whole the whole little movement, little oh pump, little God. everybody. Um, I would say that they're trying to be themselves as well, but it, within comparison, it's it's a different themselves. I don't look at them as like art school, yeah. right? I, you yeah. know, I look at them as is is. You know, I think I'm becoming old because that kind of stuff really freaks me out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, well, and, and you know what? I'll be honest. If I if I saw you know Tyler walking down the street and I saw you know somebody like Existacion, I, I would feel a little less comfortable with Existacion than with Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, I'd hang out with Tyler. Yeah, exactly. I, well, I'd be more likely to ask. Tyler for directions. Sir, <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to bother you, sir. I, that's uh, the whole Canadian aspect. But, uh, you know, again, I'd say that that whole little movement is, I won't call it um, violent, but they do promote violence a little more yeah. Uh, yeah. with what they do in yeah. that and that's what I would say like Goonies don't promote yeah. violence. See, that freaks me out because on Instagram you'll see these guys pull up their guns exactly yeah. showing them around with all their boys and they're like yo Ex dude what's going and, on? And it's part of the movement like yeah. and I don't want to 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 criticize the movement that's you know oh, what hip-hop is. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's ridiculous I think it's no it is it is with all the stuff that's going on yes. I think it's a little ridiculous to, to, to go that in your face with this stuff. Yes yeah well I mean I don't like the concept that people taking photos of guns of themselves, but I, it's it's really hard for me to judge the U.S. movement when yeah. uh, when they're, the, the U.S. just has no. a different culture. That's true, right? That's true. Uh, you know, the guns are a lot more acceptable there. No, uh, you know, people fight for them a little more. So, <clears throat> I, at the same time, I don't I wouldn't like the concept of my kids being or idolizing those mm -hmm. kind of uh, those kind of artists. But you know, 20 years ago when we were listening to like gangster rap mm -hmm. um, and you know Snoop Dogg and yeah, no, and, which and is Dr. why I'm, I, 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 I preface this with maybe I'm getting a little old. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I just yeah I, yeah yeah. Like I I don't I don't necessarily agree with their ideals. Yeah. I don't agree with their their values, but I understand their popularity. And I mean I think that's what I'd say. But anyways, we've, yeah. we've gone a crazy sidetrack. I'd yeah. say that that little pump exaccession uh, movement is its own in that mm -hmm. Goonies don't promote violence. No, 
You know, Goonies are about yeah. altruism. Yeah. They're about being your best self, being an underdog. Maybe, uh, maybe under some influence. Um, maybe influence of some stuff. Ex- ex- exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah like, I won't say it's totally drug free, yeah. but, uh, um, but yeah, that's so. What I love is that there's all these offshoot artists that are coming from that odd future movement, mm-hmm. and a great example of one of these artists that I'll, I'll take you through is uh, a guy named Zach Valier, and uh, Zach Valier or Zach Villier, depending on um, which accent they goo you decide to use or which language you want to speak uh, is from Louisiana and creates melodic awesome kind of off the beaten path music mm-hmm. uh, and I think he's doing a, a wicked job and the reason why what I find that uh, I love about Zach Valer particularly is he looks like Napoleon Dynamite and McLovin from Superbad had yeah. a kid together. But it's pretty much two oddballs. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Curly hair, glasses, <laughs> tall, lanky guy. Um, but at the same time, when you hear his music, I'm almost brought back to that final scene of Napoleon Dynamite where you really see the magic that he has. Yes, he's a strange guy. Yes, I may not you know, uh, want to run over and talk to him. He's not the most outgoing person ever. God! <laughs> like, uh, just that kind of guy. Uh, but... With Zach Valera, I find that he's got that same look, and his song, and the song that I'm actually about to play, really speaks to that, and I identify with the song because, and I identify with the Goonie movement, because I've always felt like I was a little bit different than other people, or and I think all of us have felt that at some point of our life, uh, and that you want to have some sort of support, or to be able to express it, or to show that you do carry a magic, or you do carry a, a, an amazing skill. So, anyways, the, the song that I'd say exemplifies is the best by Zach Valera is his song, Cool, and Funny enough, in terms of degrees of separation, Tyler, the creator, retweeted this song or his music video for this last year, and it blew up that that music video. Yeah. So it has like two million views, which for a very very underground artist mm-hmm. is not very much. Uh, sorry, is, is pretty amazing, but for like a big artist, it's not yeah. as much. Um, and yeah, anyway, so that's the, the direct relation. So even Tyler uh, co-signs on Zach Valer, uh, and I love that he's this this offshoot of him. So the song I'm gonna play for you is about you know not being cool, trying to be cool, trying to be cool. You want to be cool, uh, but you kind of acknowledge and occasionally you'll look at yourself in the mirror and you'll realize I, I wish I looked different or I wish I was better or I wish I was more popular. And the song Cool really uh, exemplifies that. So here's Cool by Zach Valer. Life's not bad right now I can't complain So I think I might go to This party that this girl invited me to And so I get dressed I look at myself in the mirror And I say, oh no Is that what I really look like? I don't wanna be me But that's only half of so I hope uh, you may feel a little bit cooler after hearing that Zach Valera song, but that was cool by Zach Valera. And again, I love it, love the sound, love that it's out there, love that it's a little different, and uh, I, I think 
I hope that he continues to make music and and uh, eventually blows up, finds his own audience, Tyler's everybody else. So I want to switch lanes here a little mm-hmm. bit. Coming back to our city, to our beautiful city of Toronto. And a bit of a sad thing happened recently. <clears throat> it's ha- been happening over the last few years, but it really finally came to fruition recently. And that is at the corner of Bathurst and Spadina. Mm-hmm. And... If you aren't from Toronto, if you are from Toronto, the corner of Bathurst of Spadina was an iconic corner. They even used it in, um, what is that movie, uh, Versus the World? Uh, I forgot what it's called, but the one with Michael Sarah. It's uh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, yes, yeah. exactly. Scott Pilgrim versus the world yeah. had a bunch of its scenes shot in Toronto, and one of it was of honest ads of this iconic corner. So the corner that is at Spadina and Bathurst is one that has, a, or used to have at least, a giant bargain store almost like a, a Walmart but a mom and pop owned Walmart named mm-hmm. Honest Ed's and it was uh, it was recently just bought out the property was bought out yep and it is turning into rentals rental yep. units yep on that corner so for me it's a little bit bittersweet one Yes, it's great that that area will may, may have a larger population, support more local businesses, all the kind of stuff. You know, other people can live in, in the city and more people can fit in the city, but at the cost of a iconic corner. Now, did you ever shop yep. at Honest Ed's? Yep. What, was, what was your experience with Honest Ed's? No, yeah, my experience was really great. I, I, I think I once went there when, my, I think the first time I went there was when I was fairly new to the, to the city and I went there for the free turkey. Because it was kind of it was kind of fall weather. It was kind of rainy, and we everyone went and. Tell, well, tell me about the free turkey. What's the, what's the free turkey about? What did they the, do? It was during Thanksgiving in October, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Thanksgiving during October, and uh, they would give away free turkey. There was a tradition. People would line up, and they would have a certain amount of turkeys that they would give away. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, I went there just to see that once, and, and obviously we didn't get the turkeys because pandemonium at times. Um, but the, the other time I went in there, I think I bought a pan, like a, like a pie. It yeah. was pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I've, I've shopped at Honest Ed's, but uh, I, I don't think I, I'm going to miss it. Really? Yeah, that's why. I mean, I, 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 think, I, think, I think it's great. And it would be even better if uh, they could, if the builders could keep the facade. Yeah. That would be really nice. They're, they're not. Um, they're, they're taking, but you know, the Mervish family, I read, they are going to be incorporating it into one of their buildings or theaters downtown. Because yeah. just to give, you know, if, if you're, again, if you're not from Toronto, if you're not familiar with the sign, it's it's almost like a, an old school 1950s, 1960s uh, light bulb oriented sign that says Honest Ed's and had a light bulb animation <laughs> that had within it as well. Uh, it's a bit kitschy. It, it seemed like something that you'd see in The Price is Right um, as one of the, the things. But at the same time, it was, it was such an iconic piece. Yeah. So are you going to miss it? I, I, I am I am but my experience with it is a little <clears throat> different so it's 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 a couple of things I, I didn't really shop there very much um, I shopped there a couple of times as a kid and maybe you know that, that's too bad maybe would have if I actually shopped there they would have stuck around right um, but given that I didn't didn't shop there but what that reminds me of what I'm taking back to my relationship with honest ads is the Santa Claus parade believe yeah. it or not yeah it start, started around there right, so it's yeah it's, it fits. exactly so uh, what we had a, a couple of locations and if you've ever done the Santa Claus parade, it's tough. It's it's if you're a parent, you are. It, it is almost like being an army person. You yeah. are soldiering it out there in the cold. cold 
Sometimes like, snow. Exactly. Dealing with your kids, but then really having a great time with your kids because they're anticipating all the floats and stuff. But one of the locations that we were able to set up was close to Honest Ed's. Yeah. So that on its own was a bit of a, a, a relationship that I had with it. It's like that was a corner. Yeah. That was a, a decent place to yeah. set up. You're by a subway exit. If you need to get out, you can get out easy. Um, altogether, it's just like a, a that is really what I think of. So because of that, that sign is has this mixture yeah. of emotion and nostalgia yeah. wrapped up in yeah. for me. And I feel like a lot of the folks from Toronto, at least that I've spoken to, uh, have a, fil- a fairly connection. similar yeah. connection for different reasons. But, you know, that, given that it's which such is, an iconic corner. Which is why I, I talk about, you know, if they could keep the facade, well, well, you said they won't, but if they could keep the facade, that would have been great because I think people uh, react positively to that sign more so than they actually went in there. Exactly, you know? yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. And I think, I think even if they did go in there and they did buy a lot of things, it, it wouldn't work out because our culture is shifting towards Amazon. Yeah, like it's online, online purchases and, and so just companies, yeah, just, yeah. So it's stores like that, are, look at H&M, H&M is struggling. And yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're a clothing retailer and they're pretty busy. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. So when you have the dollar store, why would you go to one instead? Yeah, that that, that brings up uh, another kind of brief topic that I'm going to I want to get into the relates to honest heads, but it's this whole, I had a discussion recently about the whole shift of purchases um, from convenience and in person to online. And uh, somebody I was talking to was actually a very established Mm -hmm. businesswoman. Mm -hmm. And she was saying how this is actually almost like a sign graph Mm -hmm. flow. So what's, what's happened in the past is, I don't know, I don't know if you were, Mm -hmm. you grew up with it, but there was a a store in the Mm eighties and prior to the eighties called consumers distributing and consumers. I love because that's where you were able to buy video games Mm -hmm. and you were able to to get that with those kind of things. And consumers was a no frills, literally almost the same thing as kind of like Amazon. You don't walk around a store, Mm -hmm. you ask what you want or you order in advance and you go and pick it up and Mm -hmm. there it is. You take it away. Very, very, very straightforward. And this was over the phone. Uh, no, no. You would you would go in in person, but it wasn't like walking through a retail store. Yeah. So imagine you're shopping at yeah. a warehouse, yeah. right, through yeah. a catalog. Yeah. Versus, which is basically what what Amazon is. Yeah. You're shopping through a catalog, and then a warehouse ships it directly to your house. Right. So there's that. Uh, there's more convenience that comes with Amazon, mm-hmm. but it's it's different. The consumers had almost the same philosophy of. Mm-hmm. You're not there to walk through and try stuff on. You're there to know what you want, order it, yeah. and send it over. So, so like a lot, a lot of the furniture stores are like that. You know, when you go into a furniture store, you don't buy that furniture on display. They will order it. it, it but the difference is, is that furniture store has display. Consumers had no display. Okay. Like you were going almost to just a, a kiosk mm-hmm. and paying for what you were buying, buying and, and then, then they would it. they would bring it out to yeah. you. And so, anyways, this this business one was saying how this is the way that it goes mm-hmm. uh, historically is that there, we go from a. Uh, an industry that wants to provide you everything that that full service walkthrough, mm-hmm. tangible touch the clothing, mm-hmm. to <clears throat> shifting to consumers and consumers did well for a little while, mm-hmm. but eventually it didn't it didn't do well and mm-hmm. then uh, and then all of a sudden all yeah. these other in person retail stores it started coming off. back yeah, again. Yeah. Right, so uh, what she was anticipating is that you know obviously it's going to continue to evolve because cons- mm-hmm. consumers is different than than Amazon, mm-hmm. but there's going to be and probably our generation is going to favor the whole Amazon experience. Yeah. Yeah. But then there may be another movement that happens, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, shortly after yeah. our generation that brings it back into in person. So yeah. I'd be really interested to see if that actually that, yeah. that happens. I think I think in person is never going to go away, mm-hmm. but I think the entire mega store. Uh, Phenomenon is not going to be there anymore. I think I think IKEA's, for example, at mega stores, th- those kinds of interactive uh, 
department fronts are going to be there, mm-hmm. but something uh, like a Walmart mm-hmm. might eventually start. We might see the shrinking yes. square footage. Yeah. Instead of uh, massive superstore, super massive superstore. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think instead of that, what we're going to get is more and more housing. But oh yeah, oh yeah. more 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 places to live. Yeah, yeah. that's actually a good point. Um, but by the way, I, I, as much as I I kind of cringe when I hear IKEA, their business model is is, is so solid to me. Yeah. You you, you walk through. Uh, Why did you cringe? Uh, uh, well, because I mean it's 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 not like I'm a big local person. Yeah. I want to support mom and pop and all yeah. that kind of other stuff, but all of my IKEA furniture has outlasted yeah. everything else that it's I've like bought a, from it's anywhere like a else. Japanese car, Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and it's affordable. Put it, yeah, put it together. And, and you assemble it yourself. It's Lego. And they got food at the end of the journey, you know, so you walk through this a meatball, exactly. Ice cream and hot dog, you're you, good. It just sucks you in. So, so I think I, I don't know if they copied it, but. Costco has the similar. They uh, do. Concept. They do. And, yeah. And see, the, see, again, wholesale, cheap. That's the. I think that's the direction we're moving towards. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I know my wife favors that. Yeah. Uh, I'm still kind of getting used. To, I don't know, really know what I favor. The, the strange thing is, I'm resisting a little bit of the online purchases. Yep. So my wife does a ton of online purchases, yeah. uh, and I've done like a small handful of online purchases. Yeah. I'm still the traditional guy who likes to go in, yeah. and see what it is. Yeah. But I think it's also just to get out of the house. It's an excursion. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's an experience. It's almost like going to a movie theater instead of watching a movie in your, in your house. So, yeah. you know, for me, I hope that that whole retail experience doesn't completely go away. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I do understand it's going to evolve. With, with 5G, after they introduce 5G, mm-hmm. which they will be in the next couple of years, uh, or if not, it's happening right now, uh, then Internet of Things will become a lot more accessible. Yeah. And what's going to happen is you won't even need to go to a grocery store because your fridge would tell you, hey, listen, you're running out of yes. onions. Yes, or, yes. Or, or you're running out of milk. You know, you got to go get that milk. Yeah, or it'll automatically order for you. For you. Right. Yeah. Like, boom, yeah. it's out. It's yeah, maybe out. that's a setting. Maybe, you know, if you're still trying to hold on to, yes. I need my technology to ask me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Just ask me to go out. Uh, yeah. Hey, you might want to go out and do this. Yeah. So, so, you know, for, for old fogies, like, like what I'm going to be in the yeah, future, it'll... It'll, yeah. it'll say, yeah, you might want to go pick up some eggs. Yeah, you, you hit the gear, gear button, and then you go tell your computer to tell you yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to start yelling at my kids, I can't figure out how to work this darn thing. Here, can you do this? Yeah, and they'll do it from their phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And, and like five seconds. Like, oh, man. Oh, I'm going to be that guy. Aren't I? I, like, see, I, I empathize with, with what my kids will have to experience because I had to do that with my parents. <laughs> yeah. Fixing VCRs and oh setting God. timers yeah. and oh. all that kind of tech stuff. So I, 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 guess, I guess what goes around comes, comes around. around. <laughs> um, I had to do the work. Now I can actually beg uh, my kids doing the work. Um, anyway, so I, I, I want to talk about Honest Ed's for a little bit, just because it is a bit of an iconic location that's going away. Uh, you know, a salute to Honest Ed's. Rest yeah. in peace to, yeah. to, to Honest Ed's. Yeah. Mervish, the the brand itself is going to continue running, yeah. but uh, but Honest Ed's will not be there anymore. So yeah. I will try to tell my kids about it someday yeah. and say, remember that corner? That yeah. corner used to be Honest Ed's. And, and now it's a big, tall building with lots of people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's way less sexy. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, who knows what happens in that building? That's it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Maybe some crazy stuff is going on in that building. Maybe it's a lot more appealing uh, than I thought it was. So I'll maybe I'll I'll, 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 I'll reserve my judgment until I see that 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 building fully inhabited. It could be crazy. It could be a wild artistic movement that goes on in there. Who knows? Um, 
Anyway, so I'm going to, the last thing I want to kind of talk about today is one of the locations that we visited, which is called Harvest Kitchen. Yeah. And at Harvest Kitchen, we got to meet the owner, Owen there. So we're going to play a little bit of the visit of, of Harvest Kitchen for you now, uh, or just a, in a moment. And a couple of things I want to say, though, because Rafi was, was a big promoter of, uh, of, of Harvest Kitchen. And Harvest Kitchen is locally sourced locally you know a great chef and actually the chef is at a, is an upper echelon chef yeah. he's worked in some pretty yeah. crazy locations uh and then had set up this this harvest kitchen location and we had brunch there something that's completely underrated that's there is their chicken sandwich oh, yeah. the chicken sandwich had and this is something unfortunately um you, you know some folks may not be able to eat because of dietary restrictions but they ha actually had a bacon jam Ooh. And it was spectacular, but bacon jam on a chicken sandwich. And I know that sounds strange, but it works. It worked perfectly. And with aioli and mayonnaise and other things on there, its chicken sandwich was just kind of out of this world. So highly, highly recommend the chicken sandwich, but their claim to fame and one of their most popular pieces uh, that you'll hear about what's in it is their eggs mushroom, or sorry, their mushroom eggs benny. And the mushroom eggs benny is basically, uh, looks like a salad with french fries in it, eggs on the top with hollandaise on it, and parmesan cheese sprinkled all over the top of it. So it's like a... That, that sounds amazing, first thing in the morning. It's, and then maybe if you went out the night before and you're looking for that comfort food, but that really pick-me-up food. Exactly. Oh. Post-drinking night type food, a uh, lot less carbs in it, and it was the what made the dish was the mushrooms. Mm -hmm. So the way whatever they sautéed the mushrooms in, yeah. if you were lucky enough to get a French fry, mm -hmm. piece of kale, and a mushroom, mm -hmm. and some of that hollandaise, yeah, Woo. Like, oh, yeah, Woo is the right word. Yeah. So the eggs menu was heavenly. It was, I highly, highly recommend this place. It is by UFT. So if you have any friends that are going to UFT, if you're visiting Toronto, you're close to UFT and you're, you're looking for somewhere to eat, this, this place is the place. The guy was, the owner was super nice. And again, it is one of those scenarios where high-end chef decides to set up more of a locally or a local type place. Yeah. That's meant a, for it's everybody. A, it's a premium location, so it's not a drinking hole. Um, no. And so if you have a nice date, if, you, if you're thinking about that date night. Exactly. Uh, or if you're thinking about a date brunch. Uh, exactly. Well, yeah, ex yeah, exactly. A post-date post, brunch. Post-date brunch. If, if the night know? went well and you oh, want right. to go for brunch, brunch? Yeah. that's uh, it's not it, a bad... Keep it fun, you Exactly. Know? <laughs> not a bad stuff for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you really want to impress the, the significant other. Uh, exactly. Yeah. With, uh, with, some, with some really good food. Yeah. Uh, and the other cool part about the place, I find, is it has this whole flexitarian slash vegetarian approach. Yeah. So... You know, it's one of those places that caters to all sorts of different mm -hmm. diets and backgrounds. Mm -hmm. I really respect that with mm -hmm. places because there's been scenarios where, you know, at work or uh, with friends where, yeah. where you go to a place yeah. and, and you see somebody eating plain pasta yeah. because there's nothing Anything else. And what, what I respect also about them is uh, their focus towards locally sourced food. And I think you mentioned about that, but they're going all out. They own whatever's on your plate. Is within within Ontario, exactly. or within Canada. It's it's locally sourced. Uh, I think that's very important because you know we kind of get lost in a lot of the the, the, the the noise of of where we get our food from, and it's good to know that every time you're paying for something at the Harvest Kitchen, you're really helping your community. Exactly. And, you know that farmer who's working hard for for their chickens or their eggs. 
it's it's going back to the community. Exactly. I, I, you know, community is it means a lot of different things nowadays, especially with the online era. But yeah. this is one of the, that more traditional yeah. kind of community concepts of local businesses helping local businesses. It makes sense, and it's a harvest kitchen. Exactly. Exactly. They harvest from our local businesses and. and uh, and cook it up and make something amazing. And if I remember correctly, there was pretty cool artwork in there too. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And and apparently they have a, a crazy patio. We didn't get to see it because yeah. we went there in, yeah. in the winter. Yeah. And again, if you want to see any of this food, yeah. or mind you, we do have a YouTube channel. You can see our this food in as well, and you'll get a good tour of what it looks like. Mm -hmm. But uh, yes, the, the decor in the place was awesome. Very like rustic feeling, um, with a bit of a, an artisan flair to it. So great paintings, great vibe, great food, great place. Yeah. So this is uh, this is our visit. I'm gonna go into our visit now of Harvest Kitchen. So enjoy, check it out, and if you're hungry, hit up Harvest Kitchen. Hey everyone, we're here at the Harvest Kitchen, where they source the most local food at the most local location. Today we're gonna have mushroom French fry Benny grilled chicken sandwich, and corn and millet pancakes. My name is Jordan. My name is Rebecca. And, and this, this is, is what, what we did. did. We are at Harvest Kitchen, which is near Harvard and Spadina. Now, Harvest Kitchen is a local place that sources local food. If you ever wondered if there's a difference in flavor of something that's local versus shipped in, you gotta come here. There is a difference, and it's way better. Main supplier for our local foods is 100 Kilometer Foods. I've been working with Paul and Grace from 100 Kilometer Foods for over a decade. They've grown from selling mainly vegetables uh, once a week through farmers to now shipping four times a week, everything from meats, dairy, eggs, uh, all kinds of wonder fruits and vegetables. We used to be in the fine dining realm of restaurant business in Toronto. Our cravings started to move towards healthier foods that were still really, really tasty. And in discussions with my sister, we started looking for restaurants that would provide a, quote, flexitarian kind of meal. So we decided to build a restaurant that had a basically a vegetarian menu um, that you could build in proteins if you wanted it. Wonderful support from actually groups of people who have literally, being in downtown Toronto, every ethnicity, every religious group, and this is the one place they can come and satisfy all the needs of all the people. They're really popular for their brunch, lunch, and dinner meals that all have a good mixture of organic, local vegetables and meats and they really pride themselves on helping to support our farmers and local farmers. And their eggs benny is not your regular everyday eggs benny. It's a benny without bread, in a salad with french fries. Took that first bite and had that excellent mixture of salty, organic, vegetable with egg, just mwah. So if you are in the Harvard and Spadina area and you're looking to get something organic, get something fresh, try some of that mushroom french fry eggs benny. Get one of their chicken sandwiches, try that corn and millet pancake, and enjoy your food. So, Owen, would you be able to tell us how the Benny came to be? Yeah, uh, a lot of people ask me that question actually because it's it's not not common that you put French fries and salad uh, together. We we take our French fries, we toss them with a mixture of wild mushrooms, portobellos, button mushrooms, oyster mushrooms, shiitake mushrooms that have all been sautéed in garlic and shallots. 
a little white wine and fresh herbs, kale, arugula, and spinach, toss, toss, toss instantly, putting a couple of poached organic eggs and real hollandaise on top. We toss some Parmesan cheese in with that, and away you go. It's been a fan favorite at Harvest Kitchen from day one. That's fantastic. So. Thank you. The ex-Benny, it had a lot going on, but at the same time it felt really homey, really cozy and really earthy. It was fantastic. The flavors were so light, it had the perfect combination of like a sweet and salty, and then that ground earthiness from the mushroom was perfect. As like a hungover breakfast, it would have been perfect because it doesn't sit in your stomach for too long, but it's still got like that creamy earthiness that you're gonna need. And at the end it was like having the flavors of the earth in your mouth. It was my favorite one. It was my favorite one. You'll also be having our grilled chicken sandwich with maple bacon jam. That's like, and that's a huge mainstay. Like we took it off the menu thinking it was too expensive and we had everybody say, no, we'll just pay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then not. So the grilled chicken sandwich was actually my fave. You could taste the love of the farmer. Sweet, tangy, and perfect. I can understand why that is a sensation because it's super unique. It has a really complex combination of savory, sweet flavors. I would definitely go out of my way to come to Harvest Kitchen to grab one of these sandwiches. Part of the concept of Harvest Kitchen was to make sure we're serving all groups of people. Some of those are celiac, becoming popular diet for gluten-free, so we wanted a baked good option that they could have. We brown that in butter, bake it in the pan with Nyman Farms maple syrup. Uh, in our own fruit compote and out it goes. It's as simple as can be for pancakes. And now is also one of our fan favorites. The corn and millet pancakes were very unique. Those felt really light and really healthy somehow, but keeping the fluffiness. So I'm gonna have those from now on. <laughs> the compote I actually really enjoyed. It was the first time trying it. Uh, the whole berries were delicious. Normally, if it says gluten-free, I try to tend to avoid it, but these pancakes were gluten-free and they were delicious. So Harvest Kitchen has most of its vegetables sourced from a place called 100KM Foods. And 100KM Foods really prides themselves on supporting Ontario farmers. So when you eat here, chances are the vegetables that you had came from a farm just a few hours away. And you can taste the difference. How's that for food for thought? So what made you guys open a business like, like this one? In discussions with my sister, we started looking for restaurants that would provide a, quote, flexitarian kind of meal where you had mainly vegetable sources. But if you really wanted, like, awesome shrimp or something that was still, you know, su sustaining that craving for meat, then uh, we wanted to be able to get that too. So we decided to build a restaurant that had a basically a vegetarian menu um, that you could build in proteins if you wanted it. I think you guys achieved that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the, we, we have a lot of um, wonderful support from actually groups of people who have literally, being in downtown Toronto, every ethnicity, every religious group, and this is the one place they can come and satisfy all the needs of all the people. It's, uh, it's Yeah, cool. I can see why. Yeah, Through all the seasons, obviously when you're buying local, we're restricted to seasonality, but in January we're 
we're really forced to look at root vegetables, uh, our proteins, um, eggs, uh, dairy, and uh, some cheeses. The chicken sandwich? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like, and that's a huge mainstay. Like we sell <laughs> buttloads of that. So really? That, I, I, lunch, I can yeah, get why. Like, we've had that on the We Tried. It's a really expensive sandwich for us to make, believe it or not. And yeah, uh, in terms of the bacon jams, crazy expensive to make and that, well, we buy expensive chicken. So uh, in terms of our, we had to, we took it off the menu thinking it was too expensive and we had everybody saying, no, we'll just pay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then not. <laughs> how would you say the ingredients you get from those suppliers, how would you say impact the flavor of your dishes? Well, anytime you're working with farm specific produce, you're going to get a very unique flavor. Um, through the fall, we also work with an organic grower who only uh, grows um, limited numbers of duck and geese. So for example, uh, Clover Rhodes Farms. And when you taste that duck in comparison to, um, let's say, duck from Quebec, there's a distinguished flavor. I'm not going to say it's better or worse. I'm going to say it's wonderful to taste the difference. And I think that's one of the things we've lost in society about our food is is understanding differences and that differences are beautiful and that it's it's like vintage wine. You you can have a strawberry from one season to the next. One is a little more acidic and crisp. It's still wonderful. It then you have one that's sweeter and juicier and it's still wonderful. So it's getting to know and appreciate the differences in food and and how to use it and that, that we like to celebrate yeah. yeah so it's the chef's responsibility to celebrate that <laughs> it's to taste the food and make it go wow regardless <laughs> yeah <Exactly. laughs> that was so beautiful that answer oh <laughs> well i hope you enjoyed our visit to harvest kitchen that was uh amazingly delicious and Owen was awesome so thank you Owen and shout out to Owen from Harvest Kitchen for uh, for helping us make that visit amazing yeah. but that's our our show for this week we are got so much more to, to share with you so much more to talk about can't wait to share more restaurants can't wait to share more of this pop culture kind of vibe loving the podcast altogether. and if you love us too feel free to favorite subscribe follow us on the podcast and if you want to see great food that we and all the great places we go to visit you can check out, check out our YouTube channel, which is called What We Dig Today on YouTube. And if you want to reach out to us in social media, if you don't agree with us, if yeah. you if you agree with us, if you want to send us, us some love. Let us know. We want to know. We want to hear you. We do. We, we want to hear some feedback. Uh, reach out to us on any of the major social media outlets, Facebook, uh, Instagram, If Twitter. you want to recommend a spot that we go to, we have a lot of people tell us a lot of places to go. A lot of these uh, restaurants are on YouTube our recommendations from others yeah that's right so if you do have one let us know we'll try to give you a shout out either within the episode or within our podcast so that yeah. we can say you know greg from wherever suggested yeah. this particular place or mary from wherever suggested this or place. little zan or little zan <laughs> xxs station <laughs> from uh you know from the united states that recommended this place in toronto uh so whoever deep you are exactly exactly <laughs> found a deep scarborough place <laughs> that just made made my just blew my mind it was just unbelievable yeah. uh so yes if you do have any recommendations let us know but uh otherwise uh, my name is laird i'm rafi and we will hear you will hear us next time